0: What's up everybody this is moonshine shock mulligan
1: podcast sitting here again with my boy cc stats what's up brother how we doing good Good, doing good good evening sir good evening to our listeners out there how's everybody doing this evening how you doing there moonshine i know i can't complain brother sitting here drinking a burp and talk golf with you brother Love it. Love it. Well, tonight we are brought brought to you by Georgie's Little Boss Sauce. Georgie's Little Boss Sauce tastes like home with a little bite and full of natural flavors, spicy pepper, cilantro, herbs, and onion. Simple ingredients that create a unique taste that you'll never forget. Put it on all your favorites, just like I do. Try uh, Georgie's Boss Sauce coming to a store near you. You can pick it up at the Vienna Venter. You can pick it up at Norm's Beer and Wine here in, in Northern Virginia. And it's coming soon, there's going to be uh, some other new sites out there that you'll be able to pick up Georgie's Little Boss Sauce at. So look for it got to get it Georgie's Georgie's little boss sauce it is good yeah, you, need to, you need to run it to me on Saturday so I can get it for uh for the game your, your boy you you know what you gotta put it on some wings on Sunday I might have to I', will, I think I, I might
0: will. I think I might smoke some wings there you go that or a pork butt but I do really want to do uh one of Aaron's my wife's uh relatives does a nice beef brisket in a Guinness base you know that Ooh. he he marinates overnight I got to get that recipe. He said it's fire.
1: He said the Sounds brisket's like unreal. Sounds like it. Then mix so, it in with a little boss sauce to be good to go. <laughs> dude, a nice beef brisket, a little
0: George's little boss sauce. Can't That's be right, it, dude. Yes, what do you got on the? Uh, we got a our first free time guest, man. You're all gonna love this interview. It's a classic, man. John Howe, former assistant uh, men's golf coach at Alabama University comes on. He's now the director of golf at Annadale Golf Club, Madison, Mississippi. He's he's a he's a blessing to have on pod,
1: man. <laughs> he is a blessing. That is a that is about as a good way you can put it. He's a blessing to have it on pod. He's a great dude. Love talking golf with him. Love talking food. We talked to PGA tour with him. We talked live. I tell you what, folks, you you are in for a great episode this evening with listen to uh listen to John Howe. You're right, because like John the thing is, is, is
0: what's cool about John is John was one of our first guests, but John kind of hit all the points of what we like with our podcast. You know, we hit on golf, obviously, but we do like food, drinks, you know, we hit on bourbon with him. Just, just wait. It's a good time, man. We we, we had a good time with him. But, uh, but we also talked a little bit at the, uh, the old waste management on this week. Um, everyone's geared in, you know, you got the waste management rolling into Super Bowl Sunday. So um, I know stats. We got we got to get into some quick picks here before we go go on with John. Uh what do you got there, brother? On the at least on the DK, give me your top pick and then give me somebody that's a bottom feeder that you think so, could do well.
1: So, yeah, on our uh on our Cali Craig uh, league here, I, I know you're getting back into it as and I won a couple weeks ago. So my my low dollar pick of the week coming off a T4, I believe, at the 18T Pebble Beach at a Whopping $7,200. He's got two top 10s, made nine out of 10 cuts. That's Denny McCarthy, putting machine. Denny McCarthy is my low <laughs> – that's my low dollar pick of the week. That's your boy, dude. That's my boy. Hey, man, he's local local boy from up in – I believe up in Rockville, Maryland. So definitely pulling for him. I'd love to see him win. I mean, I don't know. I, part of me wants to take off work on Friday and just watch the waste management all weekend. <laughs> I don't think I can. I, might,
0: I don't think I can either, but I might have to.
1: <laughs> At least I get to see the, the opening round a little bit tomorrow morning before I go in there I you go until about noon. And then my high dollar pick, I, you know, I'm going to believe it or not, currently I've left $300 on the table, which is unlike me. But how can you not pick this guy? He's in his last – going back to the Fortnite Championship in the September, he's got a 1st, a 20th, a 23rd, a 17th, a 3rd, and a 1st. That's Mr. King in California, Max Homa coming in at 9,900. Max, so that's my top and bottom. I don't think you. I don't think you can go wrong with Max. Obviously, I mean he's just been playing fantastic golf. I got another sleeper, but I'm going to save that. I'll tell you off air who my sleeper is. I don't want to give that one away because I read about him and he's been playing good internationally lately. So that's I'll I'll give you that one in our uh, our general picks. I like it. So let me go up to the uh, the top because I haven't made my pick. So I'm, g- I'm going to
0: pull an old track man just on air. Um, top pick <laughs> and a bottom pick. All right. So I'm scrolling through the top guys. I may have to do the guy I pulled last week. Um, so as just like from the first glance, um, was close last week. So is so everybody that lived and had Victor Hovland as, as a top winner? I think I'm going to go with Victor. He's made oh, seven it. out of seven cuts. He's made three top tens. He played well last week. He didn't have a great Sunday, uh, but finished 13th. Um, so he's been first at the Hero, which is all fifth. So you can't really, like, see too much about that. Uh, prior to that, so Zoe was fifth, Worldwide Technology Championship by Akova, where he plays always well, tenth, And then he had that last week, the 13th at AT&T. So Victor Hovland, folks, Ninety three hundred. I think I'm going to book that one already. All right, like it. Good pick. And, the, and then the low. So there's there's a lot of guys down low. But it also, I was reading on uh, one of the the DK kind of hint picks of stats. So sometimes I get digging into the stats. Sometimes I just go off the cuff with my picks. So um, they said they're thinking T to Green has always been a top winner, which is you know most tournaments T to Green is is important. Uh, but strokes gain t to green, uh, so I'm thinking I, I got to get a good ball striker in there. So, so I've been going through all these different guys and and trying to find somebody that's a good ball striker. Do you got one? Do you got a good ball striker that that you like?
1: That's currently in my DK team. Yeah, or um, or in any D gen pick. I'm sure they are. I have to go back and do some research, but I, I'll let you go. I, I'm we might. I'm knowing the way we pick, we'll probably match up probably will so as i'm just scrolling this um
0: not that i know if his ball striking is fantastic but just the way he's played off of route you know relevant um relevant times is is justin Lauer. so Justin Lauer is pretty hot in the fedex cup and he's super cheap so if he can if you can get one of these you know how it goes if you can get one of these guys that are super cheap make the cut maybe get you a little bit of points then can spend a ton of money on the top guys because supposedly you know a lot of the top guys are going to be the strokes t to green they're going to be those guys it's i looked right. it up really it's Colin mercawe scheffler Ron, you know all You're all green. the top dudes were free. um which which supposedly in years past mainly it's top like 20 guys when phoenix open there's is some bottom feeders that come in but they don't win you know, it's usually it's usually top guy so i think to throw someone like a lauer i might not pick that one but a lauer and some of these guys or even like a brandon Wu he's mm-hmm. uh sixty four hundred he played really well last week he was a corn fairy star last year uh, i think he played for i think he was he played for Cal um in college he you know was second you know at a t t and then he he hasn't had great starts, other than that. Um, other than the fall, he had twenty top twenties and and thirties, so he made cuts. He's made a lot of cuts, so that's that is important if you're going to get take a low feeder guy on DK. He's made an eight out of eleven. So, in his there first year of
1: the PGA Tour, like his first four years, so absolutely, I like it.
0: Randomly, well, I like last
1: week <clears throat> I do like it. All right, some D Gen picks. Yeah, give me one. Uh, let's see. Um... Some D Gen picks of the week. I'll just shoot a rattle off a couple. So I went with uh um well you like this one. This is a, just a total D gen. Ricky Fowler to make a hole in one. Ricky. Anywhere. <laughs> um Big Dick Rick. Big dick Rick. <laughs> uh I, let's see. I here. hope they
0: do it this year again, too. <laughs> uh,
1: you know what? He he bucked me last he, you, know, you say what well, it, ride you till he bucks you. Well right. I'm gonna keep riding him. I'm gonna ride Denny McCarthy to win. Danny. you
0: gotta Denny.
1: stay with him. you, gotta ride him, man. Yep, I ride and see the gala to win. And then this guy, I'm picking I like Saheath, I was picked him earlier. Yep, yeah, this guy is my sleeper, and he's played well on tour in the past. And He had a little not the greatest year last year, I wouldn't say it was terrible, but I'm I've read that he's been playing really well lately. Alex Norin to win. Alex Norin, yeah,
0: dude. I love, I love Alex Noren after I saw him at Riviera yep. because like that dude grinds he like, does. of all the guys that I was watching f- prepare for Riviera. Like this dude, he like hits a billion chips. He hits a billion putts. He's working on a swing on the range. You know, he's doing that kind of dip drop, you know, kind of uh transition, the Gankus kind of look, um, you know, or Jordan Spieth. that's trying to do that with the hip motion,
1: but dude, Love it. I like the pick a lot. All right. I'm going to give you one more. It's my last one. There's no winner in this one, but this is a moonshine. This is a moonshine uh, pick right here. What's that? Lucas Herbert, top 40. Mm-hmm. Tyrell Hatton, top 20. Alex Noren, top five. Brendan Todd, top 10. 50 cents pays four hundred and right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm hey. topping to you by law. <laughs> well, I'm sure you are. I'm sure you are.
0: <laughs> so, uh, our old podcast listeners that know that, that moonshine likes to pay like 10 cents or 50 cents for, uh, for some ridiculous bets that aren't going to win, but it's, it just makes me chuckle. Um, uh, my four pick parlay this week stats, my bottom feeders. So I gave away one. So. Um, I, I won't tell him it until uh, you know, a little bit later, but top 20 finish Charlie Hoffman, waste management guy, Mr. Mr. Waste Management will not win again. You know, we had this debate <laughs> <We did>. uh, <laughs> a long time ago, he will not win another fucking tournament, <laughs> but he does play pretty well in his sponsors' tournament, usually. usually. So, Charlie Hoffman, top 20, but he has been playing shitty golf recently. Um, David Lipsky, top That's 10. Fair young dude that's been playing pretty yeah. well <laughs> a staple moonshine top five could you guess what he's who's top five? Oh, top five
1: moonshine <laughs> <dude>. <laughs> i have no idea danny fucking lee
0: <laughs> dude he played well the other week i think he was like top 10 not at ATT, but i think it was uh farmers i think at thor i think at thor he he played well he made the cut and i think he was top at least top 20 I might be All wrong, right. but I remember seeing him on the leaderboard, old All Danny <laughs> Lee. And to be honest, long time ago, I picked him waste management when I didn't even know the dude. And he, he did really well. Like, I think All it right. was, it was one of the years that, uh, um, who was, uh, Zach Johnson, you know, that always won it. You know, it was one of the years that Zach won it. So my winner gave this away a little bit earlier for a sleeper. Justin Lauer, old guest dude oh. has been playing good golf, dude. I think Justin Lauer, is one of those dudes um, that could win. I think he has the mental toughness to win. He's been in a final group um, last year. I think it was right, or or was it in the fall? He's been in one final, fall, yeah, yeah, one final pairing. Um, lost it, but you know, it's like all these young guys get they get through that the first time. I think the next time he's in a final pairing, he wins his, his first PGA Tour event. Now, do I think he'd be at the Phoenix Open? Probably not, but because it's such a good fit there. He could. He's been playing some really good golf. So, so uh, you know, I'm just giving my uh, picks, like man. It. It's my sleeper. That's your sleeper. What's that pay? That one pays. So I, I put a quarter on It's going to be the best quarter I've ever spent in my life here. Stats. A quarter <laughs> plays $2.3 million. <laughs> <laughs> That's a live money uh, right there, fellas. Uh. Hey, Bucket.
1: Bucket. I hope, I hope John Howell, here's your pick right here, and sends you a message. <laughs> That's me. hilarious. A quarter pace, two point. Let me tell you something. If you end up hitting that, you better be placing <laughs> some damn good Super Bowl bets.
0: God, I'm gonna be the new mattress fucking Mac. God damn.
1: <laughs> oh, if I see his great. ass
0: ever again, dude, on Instagram. I posted about that before. I I'm tired of seeing fucking old mattress Mac. No one gives a shit about him losing 10 million every fucking time he loses more than he's he's won I mean <laughs> the dude sold a lot of mattresses but he's probably gonna go burn through his his 10 million he won on oh. one World Series. hilarious old hilarious. bastard <laughs> that's funny ooh but there is some cool props though this week so we got uh I did my buddy sent me this one the hole in one uh on the 16th hole there's usually a hole in one you know not yeah. always but but you know every other year usually. Uh, it's plus 300, so that's not bad. I put no. a buck on that one, wins four bucks. And then you got, uh, you got another one that's good is the uh, the other one that's a promo is Scheffler, Murakawa, Home with Beef to make the I cut. All that one plus 100, yeah. so that's cool.
1: Yeah, my buddy, a lot of my buddies put <clears throat> 10 bucks on that one. So that I that's believe, good. I believe that this is the first, or th- not the first, but this maybe it is the first. This is one of the bi- beefed up tournaments this year. The waste management, the higher prize pool, I mean, you got. Spieth and uh, Justin Thomas and Rory and I mean all the big guys are playing in this tournament. I mean, it, it's awesome to see. I think it will be must-watch TV on Sunday afternoon, which is great, because then you can leave right into the it ends probably right at 5 30, right at six o'clock. They always try to finish it early and it leads right into the Super Bowl. Right. That's gonna be fantastic, dude. I can't it ought to be an exciting, exciting weekend, just like this interview y'all are about to hear, which is coach John Howe, former coach at Assistant Coach at Alabama. I'm excited for our our listeners to hear this moonshine.
0: Yep, let's toss it over to him, man. Y'all are going to have a good time. What What's you say, up, brother? Sorry.
2: You here? us? Man, I got Google <laughs> You good, man. Problems. <laughs> <laughs> you're here, man. I, I, yeah, I just I, I'm it's a struggle bus around here, man. I don't know Google Meets doesn't like me.
0: You got the shirt rocking, man. Yeah. You got well, the
2: 1981. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We we got to
1: talk I, We got to talk I, about that stuff.
2: I know I owe you guys um I, I'm sorry I have been it's just uh, what I. here's what I need I need you guys to send me an email addresses and what you want and it's coming right. I Got promise
0: it. dude those so, those, those teas are awesome man I love them. I
2: appreciate I tell you what we crushed on we crushed on a lightweight hoodie it's so it's level wear and the little lightweight hoodie was awesome. Really? So, yeah, we did really well with it. Um, I've got another order I'm doing. Like, every year I want to try to do something a little different with our logo. I mean, it's two quail. And it's it's a struggle to implement quail into it. And so, we're always trying to come up with ideas. So, like, our golf course is separated across the street from another golf club called Reunion. And there's it's a, it's a, it's, a, it's a two-lane highway, but it's called 463. That's the name of the highway. Uh So I took the highway sign, so the little black kind of oval 463, and I'm incorporating our Anadil logo into that. So I think that's going to be kind of next up. Um, The 81 did good, so we're going to kind of keep those kind of in the mix. But I'm going to try to incorporate the highway that we're on. And we have this really cool inner club with them. It's kind of a Ryder Cup-style deal. Um, And so we have two pros that play that make up part of the 12-man team. Six mid-ams, four seniors, That's and um, and we were fortunate enough to win this past year, um, and so they hosted, so we host this year, and so every fall we kind of get after it. It's fun, and um, and so we call it the Battle Over Four Sixty Three because they're right That's across awesome. the highway from us. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so I'm trying to use the the, the Four Sixty Three deal as much as I can. It's pretty cool. We came up with a shotgun shell logo. Uh, I thought was quail hunting, the, so the back end of a shotgun shell. You know, we're like you would see, like Winchester or whatever. We just put Annandale Golf Club, and then 1981 so instead of like 12 gauge or 20 gauge in 1981. <laughs> <like> so <laughs> yeah, so it, it turned out pretty good. Um, you know, you go sell those babies
0: of, online, man.
2: Yeah, I you know there's um, there's a buddy of mine that that um, that runs Old Waverly, and uh, it's a place I worked when I was in college. It's kind of in West Point and um they got a really good logo it's kind of top of the clubhouse and they created an online store and he crushes and so i i gotta get there mm-hmm. um there's some way we can we can do some sort of online element um and uh, and push some stuff so anyway
0: yeah, awesome how's the gig going man you enjoying it's, it?
2: yeah it's good i i i love it, it i'm in a great place it's, it's a it's a very small intimate club Three hundred um, and sixty-five members, uh, and it's it's good. We don't do tea times. Um, you show up, play like a swamp day for me is a hundred rounds, mm-hmm. and you know wow. usually eighty of those rounds are going to be Saturday morning. Everybody wants to come out play at eight o'clock and then be gone. You know, right. go spend time with their families, and so it's a little hectic, kind of in the spring and 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 early fall kind of a four football sec really is cranked up you know we'll 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 pump out some rounds i got a great staff um the the membership's awesome like they get it like they they understand that we're just not a body that stands in the pro shop right Um, we stand for something and and they um and they treat us like family Um, that was one of the reasons why i wanted to take the job um and so it was hard to leave coaching. But, you know, being home, I mean, being on the road so much was was tough, especially having a. I got a. She's nine now. We moved to Tuscaloosa when she wasn't even a year old. Right. And so, you know, when you start getting the whole, you know, you got to go recruit for three or four days and you come home for two or three and then you're gone on the road again for, you know, team travel or whatever. And it's daddy, do you really have to go? Right. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. so anyway, so so what's new? What's going on with you guys? Y'all got y'all are crushing it.
0: We're just killing, it, man. We're, we're just We're
1: okay. keep rolling, yeah. We're having a good time. We, we love it, dude. Just getting boy, on and talking golf and your boy bullshitting. Moonshine, your boy Moonshine had a little Twitter spat with Phil Mickelson last week.
2: I saw that, so I was gonna <laughs> ask, like, what is the hate all about? Like, I dove into a little bit of it, and you can go down a rabbit hole with Phil. You, you know, it's either people love him or hate him. But I was wondering what the what the the deal
0: was. So so I was getting irritated because he you know how he was he was hollering Sam Ryder for like his joggers or whatever, and then he, he was firing off a bunch of tweets and it was just like that's Phil being Phil. But then he then he looked like he threw a shot at Rory about closing on the final day because he was being sarcastic with it, you know, as you can see he's like they're yeah. playing in the Middle East and right, you know, let's see if Rory finishes it out. So I was right. like, yeah and then I said something of what I say stats. It was like uh from what I remember in your career, you you've had a couple Sunday chokes of your of yourself or something.
2: Yeah, Wingfoot was I, at I, the I, best I, moment. <laughs> no, right. I that did was a, a hashtag. I did a
0: hashtag Wingfoot. That was a little dirty, but
2: <laughs> yeah, you know, it's funny. You know, he's had such an amazing career. Um, you know, and I'm not saying I'm a Phil lover or a hater. Um, I knew this was going to come up because I saw the tweet, and then he tweeted back at you, and I'm like. There we go. Okay, yeah, like, I mean that's all I wanted. I was
0: just like, I was like, if he's gonna throw some chatter, I was just like, let me come at him for fun, like, cause yeah. I I like Phil too. I respect his career.
2: Yeah, I mean the 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 guy won a PJ tour event in college. Right. Yeah. I, I mean, you know, he's done some amazing things. I hated that he that he went to the live. Um, I have mixed emotions about the live. I think competition is what this country was built on. Right. But the way they kind of went about it was like, man, look, I think there's a way that can coexist. Okay. But don't be a dick about it. Right. Right. That's what I was just and, getting
0: it, irritated about, I mean, cause like, you know, just like, you know, figure out a way to just make it work. You know, they don't, they don't got to keep spouting off shots at everybody, you know?
2: Yeah. And it seems like it's gotten really chippy, you know, with Rory and you know, the whole Patrick, that, 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 that was, that was the media stirred that whole pot a little bit, yeah. but I think they're looking for anything to write about, obviously. And I get it. I, you know, if I was them, I'm, I'm, and I'm looking for a story. I, but I do think there's a way that they can coexist.
1: Um, I think that's what everybody wants. Everybody, I think you want to go play on your own tour, great. But and I think everybody's okay with that now. But I think now we're at the point like. They're gonna c- cross roads, or cross paths at certain times. Let's have them coexist. And now the big debate is let's have a let's have a, a live versus PGA match and who's gonna beat who. And then Phil came out with that. I I think everybody wants them to coexist because they're gonna you're gonna cross paths at, at Augusta in two months, which you is think? awesome.
2: I'm glad they did that. By the way, yeah. yeah,
0: I can't wait. I'm gonna be there.
2: Oh, good for you. No yeah, nice. one.
0: Yeah, it's the first time I'm going. You have been down there?
2: I have. Um, I've never played it. Um, uh, I've actually been invited twice, and I awesome. couldn't make it work to get, Really, play. but oh, but I did. I I went once. I went. I had a good friend. Um, actually, gave him a lesson today. Um, he uh, he's got a plane, and, and we we flew over on a Monday. And of course, the superstars weren't there. But look, man, walking that piece of property, um, TV doesn't do it justice. You know, I saw it for I don't know thirty years or twenty five years on TV. Right. And they talk about Ray's Creek. Everything breaks the Ray's Creek. So I, I get in and it's a fiasco like the merchandise tent. You're you're gonna go in and you're gonna drop Like Disney uh, at works. least <laughs> yeah, you're gonna like, drop a grand. It, yeah, it oh just God. is what it is. And they'll hold their still they'll, they'll hold your stuff for you. So like you, you get awesome. all your bags and they'll give you like a like a coat check, like a like a ticket. And that's they'll hold sweet. your stuff, so you can spend all day, and then you're not lugging that stuff around. Yeah, that's what I was they,
0: wondering. I was like, they let you out and put it yeah. up, or what do they do? Yeah, but yeah, they'll sweet.
2: hold it. They have these little – I, it's in the back room, I guess, but they'll hold all your stuff for you, and they'll just give you a ticket, and then you just take your ticket back when it's time to leave. So you're not hauling stuff around. But it's funny. Don't take your phone. They, well, when I went – I mean, this is, I don't know, in 2010, oh. I think, 2011, when I went, and so – they wouldn't let you take the phone in. And so I couldn't really get any pictures or anything. I don't know if that's changed now. It's been so long. But when you come out of the merchandise tent, you're going to be kind of there where the range is to your left. Again, one tee's is kind of in front of you. Mm-hmm. And there's just going to be a sea of people. But once you crest that hill right there kind of by one tee. The whole thing's a monster downslope. Yep. <laughs> oh, yeah. like yeah. <laughs> it's fart. ridiculous. And so, and I get like the people watching it on TV; you can't see the elevation change, right? But if I'm on that golf course, of course the ball's going to break the race creek. So you just got to right. find it. You, <laughs> know, you just got to look down a hill and go, "Okay, well that's where my ball's going." Yep. right. It's so it it, it it it's such a steep bluff there. And, and for them to build a golf course on literally on the side of a hill is pretty remarkable. Um, but, yeah, so when you go, I want you to take a look at first the first tee, and you just look down to the left, and you're uh-huh. going to go, yeah, makes sense every ball that wants to go down there. Right. Right? <laughs> yeah. So, um, but, yeah, I walked – I didn't really walk any particular – with any player. I walked the front nine once, and then, of course, I'm crushing pimento cheeses and beers, and it's super <laughs> cheap. And then I walked the back, and I got to – it's a pretty cool story. So, I got to 15, and Adam Scott's there. And I've been an Adam fan. Um, Great Gosling, I mean, the guy's legit. He's awesome. And he was working with Butch Harmon at the time. And, and so, Adam was hitting some wedges from the layup. Um no, 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 he was on 13, sorry. He was hitting some balls from the layup. And so – I'm telling you, you can't go to the left. Obviously, there's a creek over there, but you know, you're up the right hand side, and uh you're kind of standing there, and and uh Butch is talking to some people. And I at the time I was working at the Coach Club of Jackson, um, where the Santa Farms is now, and I guess I had a logo hat on or logo shirt on. And I, I wasn't gonna talk to Butch Harmon. I mean Butch Harmon. And and the guys ended up leaving, and he was just so nice, and and he kind of looked over. And I was just like, hey, Butch, I mean, I'm five feet from him. And uh, he looks at my, I guess, my shirt or my hat. And he's like, Country not you call Jackson in Mississippi? And I was like, yes, sir. And so I took my hat. I think it was my hat. And I took it off. And I kind of showed him the logo. It's a little circular logo. It's real small. And he goes, I, I think I've been there. I'm like, what? Get, get out of here. You've never been there. He's like, no. it's like, I, me and my dad and my brother did a clinic there. And he spouted off the year. And uh, and so we briefly talked for two or three minutes and asked what I did. And and um, I think I was an assistant at the time and before I started teaching full-time. and uh, But he was so nice. And I, awesome. I've always been a Butch fan from that moment. Like, he didn't have to do that. He just right. was being nice. And he's got this guy, he's kind of looking over his shoulder, and it looks good, Adam, and he's talking to me. <laughs> and, of course, he's talking to some other people. I mean, what are you going to teach Adam Scott? I mean, really. Right. Um but uh but yeah, so it was a great experience. So I walked the rest of the back and then I just said I'll just walk the back again. And uh and of course I came home with a stack of cups. They got these awesome the, the, all the beers come in the like the plastic hard cups. Yeah you'll know, we'll come back with a stack of them. They make good bourbon drinks with and That's so yeah. yeah, yeah, it's I'm, awesome.
1: I've gotten to go twice. I went in two thousand nine when the merchandise pavilion was smaller when it was literally I felt there was a thousand people in there, shoulder to shoulder. And then I uh-huh. went, um, I went in 2018 with my cousin and yeah. we went, we ended up going to the final round that tiger, the year tiger won. Oh, and,
2: yes.
1: and now I hadn't been back was, you know, 10, nine, nine or 10 years. Now that was 19. And the merchandise building now is like, it's like Disney world. They funnel you in. It's a long line. I mean, literally it's, it's, I will say it's a lot easier to find stuff, but it's ridiculous. Like, yeah, I, so it's
2: probably bigger. It's probably bigger since I've seen it.
1: Oh, the gates, like the gates. Remember, if you remember back when you went in my first time, it was all kind of like a grove you walked into. All of that's gone. Yes. The, the gates are now, it looks like a Disney World set of gates that you walk through. But oh, after wow. that, when well, you walk down the hill and you crest that first fairway, mm-hmm. all of that, like, there's nothing like it. I mean, I remember the first time I went, I walked out. I think I've moonshine, I've told you this before. I walked out, I was with my father-in-law, and I said, I had a little tear in my eye, because it just kind of resonated, like, oh my God, I'm here. Yeah. I looked at him and I said, I'm I, no offense. I'm walking the course by myself. Good luck. Yeah. <laughs> just give me yeah, a second. Like, yeah.
2: I lost the people I was with. I mean, it was seven, eight, nine of us. And we went into merch tent together. We were all kind of together. And once we got to one T. I was in awe, and I lost them. I because she didn't have phones, she couldn't text. Right, and and, and we kind of had this deal where we were going to meet like outside. we were going to meet the car um, at a certain time, and I never saw another one of my group until we met outside. <laughs> <So> <laughs> we all probably I, had stories. I was by myself, and I mean, you know, I mean, everybody's glad to be there. So you're talking to people and the whole deal, and. You know, and the members are there. You know, in their green jackets, and they're so nice. That's um, awesome. Yeah, it, you know, it just there wasn't a piece of pine straw out of place. It was, it was really cool. So,
0: is there a perfect spot for me and my dad to to go to that you guys would say? Like, what was y'all's favorite place to watch?
1: I like, <sighs> I like fifteen. Kind of standing behind fifteen, where you can mm-hmm. hit them, see him hit down the hill. Yeah, because you're going first round, right? Yeah yeah Yeah. you
2: mean 12 you know behind 12 you got to go there something you know right it's there's gonna be a mass sea of people there but if you can Mm -hmm. get there early enough um that would be a great spot i liked um 18 to the Uh left of 18. okay because you can see down the hill so you can kind of see some other stuff Was a pretty cool vantage point um
0: Left of the tee box or down the fairway. No, no, no,
2: no, 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 up by the green. Oh, okay. Yeah. You, get, you yeah. could get to the left side of that green. Um, back then you could. I, I don't know how far they'll let you come down now. Um, but you're up high enough where you can you can see back behind you you can kind of see some stuff. Nice. Um six was cool. Um and then uh sixteen. Yeah. Um is a good spot to be
1: mm-hmm. you got six right there too That's
2: yeah true. yeah they got yeah, yeah you got that monster close slope too. you know so you got um i was behind the t on i stayed behind the t on six and watched a, several guys hit some shots which was really uh-huh. cool um and then i gotta hit my my battery pack on my phone hold on one second oh you're good um so anyway but um yeah i, I so y'all what y'all going on a monday uh Thursday. Yeah, we're Thursday. Going on opening okay, so you're day. You're going yeah. during the round. Yeah. Um, I haven't been there obviously when they've, you know, actually been playing. Um how old is your dad? Is he able to walk? I mean, uh yeah. So he can walk mobile. a little
0: bit. He's decently mobile. I mean he's he's yeah. an older man now. He's about sixty sixty four, I think, sixty five.
2: I would say if you get there if you if, if you get there early, I would just I would just walk the golf course. Yeah. And then go find a spot and just mm-hmm. Post up. I'll yeah, I think that's what I
0: think that's what I'm gonna put my dad. I'm gonna walk it with him so we can both enjoy it because he's always wanting to go, obviously, because he the mm-hmm. golf and everything. But I think I'm gonna post him up on like 16 and just kind of walk and do my own thing
1: for a little while and then just tell him, Hey, I'll be back in an hour, kind of thing. And
0: then just yeah. meet back. Or,
1: or do this. Uh, my cousin and I, when we were staying in Aiken, we went to a restaurant and this girl, she ran cross country. I think she was in college at the time. But she said that a lot of people will pay, they paid people to basically be like runners to like run in, put their seats down with their name on it and then run out. I don't know how they did it, but that's she explained this whole thing, this convoluted story of how they were just runners for people. That's crazy. Because you can, you can, you can get a, you can get a chair, you can rent a chair at the Uh pavilion and then like you could go and say, all right, I'm going to go put it at 16 for us. And then you can meet your dad, say, hey, I'll meet you on five and then go meet your dad. No, that's right. a great idea. Yeah, so, that'd be a good
0: idea. I can't wait, know. fellas. It's gonna be a good time. So Coach, mm-hmm. you,
1: you said you have mixed emotions on live. Mm. We we've talked live a lot over the last six months. So, what are your mixed emotions? And, well, and we kind of feel the same way. All
2: right. So, one, I I think the PGA tour is so good, right? And and so, you know, I like the PGA tour. Okay, but I do believe in competition. Right. And so, you know, there's a lot of really good players that are playing on DP. Right. And so this not. Direct competition, but there is some competition. Right. So then if another tour starts up, that plays a fraction of the events. Right. With monster purses. What's wrong with, let's just say, the top 50 guys that are on the PGA Tour take eight events off. You coordinate those where they fall on, and I don't want to poop on an event, so I won't use a name, but they fall on certain events that, that the Justin Thomases of the world and the John Roms of the world and the Phils and Tigers probably aren't going to play, and let them go to Dubai. Let them go to Spain. Let them go to Mexico. Let them go wherever it is that their tour is going to reside in. Let them go play for that. And I think they it could coexist. It, you have the World Golf Amateur Rankings, and that. So, what's wrong? What's the difference between the WGC, where right. if you're not in the top fifty, you don't get invited, right? Right. Right. Well, you have to earn that spot, right, through World Golf Rankings, right? So, so what's wrong with having a tour that? Let's just say they play eight events. So the WGCs, I, they used to be four of them. Well, you just double that, and you have these monster purses. You don't sign them to a deal where you have to play all of them. You just invite those guys in based off a of criteria, and then you have off site events, whatever, for the PTA tour that week.
1: Right. So that's, that's a good point. Oh, yeah. Very similar to how right. they do it already.
2: R- right. So yeah. And I just think it could have worked. And I you know, Greg Norman's Greg Norman, if he wouldn't have if they wouldn't have gone that avenue, if they would have gone The PGA Tour and said, "Look, we've got this idea and we've got the funding. How can we put our heads together and make this work?" And so, you know, I'm not saying if I was commissioner, but I think if 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 I had the opportunity, I would have gone to the DP and I'd have gone, "Look, we're going to take the top 50 in the world, and we want to do these special events. These purses are going to be X and." We want to put together a schedule that can work for both tours, mm-hmm. where we don't want to step on your toes, but we got a really good idea. Let's put our heads together and let's make this work. Where, where you know, Rory or John Rahm, they've obviously earned the right to go compete for a, a ten million dollar payday, right? Yeah, I I I just don't see why they didn't go that avenue. It was almost like we're gonna do this and kiss my ass. Right. We're gonna In do much, whatever yeah. we want to, and it's like, man, yeah. But they also started this whole thing. Yeah, like don't poke the bear, right? <laughs> exactly, yeah. right. And 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 so I think there was some hostility there because they're gonna do what they want to do. We got all this Saudi money, and so they just thought, well, we're just gonna buy it all instead of sitting down at a table going we can make this work and it's a payday for everybody. Everybody yes. Yeah. You know, the 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 marketability of what the PGA Tour has, I mean, with their airtime, you put a commercial on it and it's going to be seen by I don't know how many millions of people. Right. Well, think about the advertising dollars for quote-unquote to live. They come up with a name and it's in conjunction with DP and it's in conjunction with the PGA Tour and you earn that right, right? So if I'm a... I know Ali Hodges, I'll use him as an example. He played for me, great, great young man, right? And let's just say he's ranked 100th in the world golf rankings. Well then, he's got something where he's like, "Man, not only do I want to continue to get better and and be a master of my craft, but man, I can go and compete in this tournament and now if I do well in it, hell, I'm set for life."
1: Right? And it, and it and it ups the competition. It makes people want to be better.
2: Correct. I just think they could have done that. And so I like that Liv is there. I don't like how they went about it. Mm-hmm. Not that my opinion matters. But I'll, I, I'm not saying I'll watch it. If it's on and I can find it, you know, because I <laughs> think I, like, I remember being in a shop and they had played like four events. And I look at my two assistants and I'm like, <laughs> where do we watch this? Exactly. And so we had to Google how to watch the damn live tour. <laughs> and we had to go to their website and all this stuff. On and, the same day. And so like, and so then how does this CW work? Like, I, I don't know. I, I just think they could have done it. They could have done it the right way and everybody could have won. And right. then you, you turn on a, you turn on a quote unquote live event and it is, the best of the best of the best because they've earned that right right how awesome would that have been well because i think that's i think
0: that's what they wanted but they like you said they thought they were going to buy it and they couldn't quite buy it all you know they couldn't get everybody
2: there's so much money so much (laughs) i mean like i I get that the Saudis are making a billion dollars a day net profit in oil every single day it's a number i heard from one of my members it's probably true all right, so, I mean, they're making $365 billion a day off of hole, right? But the PGA Tour ain't broke either. No. Right? And, and so, you know, I mean, it's just, it's watching two billionaires go at one another. Exactly. It's like, seriously, I mean, it's well, the media jumps all over it and it just turns into, you know, a shit show. Well, but, you know,
1: something's up and there's, there's money being thrown left and right. When Phil, No offense to Phil, but Phil Mickelson's the highest-paid athlete in the entire world last year. I know. It, I mean, <laughs> you could <laughs> rattle off athletes for two days, and nobody would throw Phil Mickelson into that mix.
2: I mean, what about Messi? And, yeah, that's what I was about. They're paying Christian Messi. Christian yeah. whatever. I don't know, the the, the, yeah, the soccer Neymar guys.
1: And Mbappe. Right, yeah.
2: But uh, seriously, Phil? <laughs> i, I and i'm not trying to poop on you i actually kind of like him. I, you know the whole coffee thing he's just kind of you know he's a he's, he's a pretty good smart ass he is. um <laughs> you know um so anyway i you know I, that's what i think i would have done is i wouldn't have blown up or tried to blow up a tour i would have said hey look we can we can figure out a way i mean look at the mini tours there's a gazillion of them. They find a way to coexist.
1: Right. Well, and I think in reverse, the PGA Tour, because I know Liv's got their team concept embedded. Right. You could have picked a couple, four or five PGA Tour events and played a stroke play event and <laughs> had a team concept event as part of that. Right. Like you could have taken, say, you take, take, uh, uh, what's the, t- the one at Innisbrook? Um, down in Tampa. out was Tampa State. Like you could have turned that in like that course, as tough as it is, you could have turned that into a, a team event and had a stroke play and then had a team competition. And
2: I don't well, know. one of my favorite events is the Zurich because yeah. it is a team event. You, right. you pick your own partner and sign up and get after it. And I mean, I think like a couple of years ago, there was this trend where guys that had status, so like Brooks Kepka had his brother Chase. If they win, I think he got some status or something out of it. yeah yeah, that was cool too
0: yeah, I like that. yeah,
2: and so you know I think they could do some of that and and maybe they could have used live as that team event thing.
0: Agreed. exactly. you
2: know you have so let's just say the PJ tour schedule is eight months. We have one a month, right. and you do a cool draft. I mean, they could have had like draft parties live on TV at night. you get your bourbon. And you watch an hour of Tiger Woods, Rory McIlroy, DJ, whoever, as team captains, and they're picking, like – Picking I mean, who they want. Yeah, it's just correct. Like- <laughs> how awesome would that have been? Freaking <laughs> JT giving Tiger the business. Like right. I just picked I just pick Rory. <laughs> Suck it, Tiger. Right? Like, How awesome would that have been? That yeah, be I mean, because because the the night thing, like the matches, you know, those have been really cool. Right. Right. Well. It would be the same thing, just as a draft. I mean, who, how many people watch the NFL draft? A gazillion. Yeah, and
0: right? you get it all the, golf the same fans. thing for golf, right? All the golf fans would be watching. And you could have and, done
1: it once a month. I mean, the the
0: That's evidence. I'm saying, yeah, the evidence that they would work in the format like this is when Reed and Rory were fighting, you know, to the battle. Like everybody was getting up and watching DP, which I, I right. get up and watch the DP every now and then. But you know, everybody was kind of tuned in. So I mean, right? If they, yeah, I wish they could have kind of put something together. But now I think mm-hmm. it's just got so far
2: apart. I don't know if it's ever gonna work. Yeah, boy. It you know, Norman would have to bow out. Um I you know, I think there's so many burnt bridges now um that I think Norman would have to bow out. Um and and they and they would they would have to kind of hat in hand this thing, come to the table and and we're not gonna have a, you know, a pissing contest about it. Exactly. Yeah, and, and I just don't know if Greg is in that position to do that. I, I just think that you start getting egos involved, and you know, I I don't know. Like, it'd be interesting to see how this TV deal works out because they need they need the eyes on it, and and that's mm. the thing they don't have. And maybe CW is the answer for them. I I don't know. Online streaming, I don't think, is it
1: right. But, do, you, do you see any other big big names, top top thirty guys that are going to jump here in the next couple months?
2: I, you know, I, I don't – I think if they would have done it, they'd have done it. Yeah. Um, I think the PGA Tour um, actually did a really good job of of kind of getting Rory and JT and, you know, I'm not saying Tiger's not relevant. Um, you know, he's got Charlie on his mind and, you know, he's he's not really healthy, but they've done a really good job, like with John Rahm and those guys, of, of going, hey, look, we need you. And we're gonna invest money in you through that whatever that social media thing and and we're gonna bump some purses and I think they did a good job of stopping the mass exodus and going look you know we're 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 gonna change for a you know for the good mm-hmm. uh for the player and you know and I think given the money they did to the guys that are you know like that one twenty five to one fifty um giving them some stipend money so i think they stopped the bleeding um and so i don't know if anybody leaves why would they i guess my thing is you know i mean i'm no millionaire i you know if you've got five million, you make five million in one year what's seven or eight i mean at the end of the day you're making so much money that can you even spend it all i mean you have a 10-year career and you make fifty million dollars. How much more do you need? Yeah, exactly. I look. I won't. I don't know. I I will never want. I Same don't know. I never... I, look, I I could make I could make five million dollars a year go man. I'm broke, boys. <laughs> I, I I need to go. To I mean, I mean I if, I you I those if you sell his 1981,
0: if you sell his 1981 church, he might be up there, brother.
2: Right. So <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I, I think there's there's a whole lot of questions, but I think. I think you would have seen some guys go ahead and leave if they were going. Yeah, they they would have already gone. So, I would just I would love to see all the, you know, all the big names together at at one time. And I know we're going to get that at the Masters, and, and there's going to be this weird deal. But I hope at some point in the next year or so, they can find a way for them all to coexist. Because think about the talent level. We haven't seen. I mean, because Tiger dominated for so long that we haven't seen this kind of play on the PGA Tour ever. Right. And these guys are bombing it. And there's, I mean, there's so much offense. I'll be interested to see at else you know, at uh, LACC what the U.S. Open looks like um, and what kind of scores they post there. But man, it's deep. Yeah, they're um, just getting
0: better. Like it's just, it's so deep. Because, like, now it, it used to be, like, maybe five guys were in the mix of pretty much any tournament, but now it's, you know, who anybody could win pretty much in the top. Yeah. Track.
2: So, here's an interesting one. Um, so, um, I was fortunate enough to, to meet a guy named Lenny Basham, um, um, a guy There's an instructor here, really good instructor, um, up in West Point at Old Waverly. Um, uh, VJ Trollio, Tim Yelverton, guys that, that I learned from. Um, back in the day, and they turned me on to, to this guy named Lenny Basham, or I guess it's Lanny Basham. Um, and you'll have to look him up. Um, it's been a long time, but he's written some books, big pre-shot routine, um, and I think his son's kind of running the company now. Uh, but I remember him telling me this, and it always kind of stuck with me, that 90% of the winning is done by 10% of the of the players and and it's not just golf but if you look at sports in general or even life in general 90% of all winners come from 10% of the population right and so you start looking at you know how deep the PGA tour is and how many first time winners are there and then but you look at the relationship between first time winner and then a guy that's won 5 times Right. And you start to see that that 10% does win 90% of the time. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I, I'd love to see them all get together and duke it out. Um, and so hopefully that happens.
0: Let's hope. Who do you think is going to have a good year this year? Who, who are you banking on?
2: I, I've, you know, I, I pull for my Bama boys, obviously, <laughs> um, I, you know, I, I I really like Rory. I think he's got some piss and vinegar in him. I think he does. I too. think I think I think the live drama. I think I think Patrick pushed some buttons. Mm-hmm. I think um, I think it's a competitive rascal. Um, I like him. I I think he's starting to get it together. I think he's kind of found some stuff with the putting. You know, he had the kind of the I'm not say the putting was. I mean, the two freaking makes pots, but. You know, he went through that weird deal where he was like changing the instructors with putting, um, and you know, I think he went to Stockton for a little while, and was leaning in a bunch, and then went to somebody else. And I think he's kind of just doing it his way. Um, and it, it, man, I, I think I think he's going to win a bunch. I mean, do the John Rom, that guy's a beast, man. Yeah. Um, That's my, my know,
1: prediction is for him to win five to six times this year.
2: I, I yeah I, I mean I, I saw a stat on Instagram or or, or uh, Twitter that through his career he's second to only one guy, Big Cat. Oh, wow! Like with with wins to a certain age and seconds to a certain age and all these things and I'm I, I didn't know I mean I obviously knew he's successful and he's fun to watch and he's fiery and he's he, I mean. A lot of the Spaniards and South Americans, man, they get fired up. They get pissed off when they hit a bad guy shot, and they're not scared to show their emotion. And I like that because that's who John is. And I like him even more. I, I, I saw something. They basically said, do you have any – any fond memories of becoming number one in the world or whatever. And he's like, yeah, basically my kid. And he's that's like, awesome. sorry, sorry, babe. Uh, you know, catch on that one. I, But, you know, here's the thing, though, but it, but that's him. Yeah. He was just being real, and he was, you know, I don't think he said anything wrong. I think it was funny. And he he showed that he's just a human being. Right. And they celebrate when they do something really well. And, and I, so I, you know, I, I'm a fan. I remember seeing him in college when he played ASU. And I, you could, you could tell then that dude was a dude is going to be, I, I don't know if a superstar like he is now, but you, I mean, you knew watching him in college, like this guy's going to play on a PGA tour. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, Davis Riley, um, I mean, swings it so good. He's probably got my favorite golf swing on tour. Um, I'm really pulling for my boy Lee Hodges. He's he's starting to make putts, uh, which is scary. Um, And uh, he gets that thing rolling. I think if he wins once and learns how to win and that feeling of coming down the stretch and getting a W, um, he'll be able to repeat it. And so if he wins once, he'll win twice. Um, Let's see. Obviously, JT – you know, I'd love to see him win. Um, he's just a fun dude. Um, let's see. Who else? Um, I'll tell you who else i really like is Max Homer. Yeah. His
0: swing God, is amazing, his, man.
2: His swing is so his good. His tempo
0: is just unreal.
2: Yes. And, and um, you know, watching him hit wedges, super wide, really shallow, puts a bunch of spin on it, flights it. Um, and I like his demeanor. I remember when he when he won at Riv a couple years ago. He won in a playoff, and he hit it. They started on ten, and he hit it left, left of the green, and he was kind of behind a tree. Oh And yeah, and, yeah. and I can't remember where I was watching it. And you know, because I, I I've never I don't know if I played I don't think I played it. I caddied the USAM there for Steven at when we I was at Bama. Uh, but I knew the golf course, and um, and I remember that pin being kind of on the left, and it was right over this little false front. I mean, there's just so, it's just so turtle back. It's so small. The time and I remember the whoever I was around at the time, I mean, there was a group of us, we were watching it, and I'm like, I don't know if this guy can keep us on the green. And he hits it, and I think it kind of runs up and gets on the fringe, and he two putts. And I guess he was play. I don't know, playing Finau maybe. Yeah, Finau. it was Finau. Yeah, it was Finau. And Finau misses a very, a, 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 a pretty makeable birdie putt, so they tie the hole, and then they go to a ele- eleven, I think. Anyway, and and Max wins, and I think it was his first win. And I was like, wow, I mean, this guy held his stuff together. I mean, wh- what a bad break to hit it a little left. You get kind of stymied behind a tree. You know, here you are in your probably your first playoff. You obviously hadn't won yet, and he just looked so cool. Yeah, he did. And, yeah, well,
1: look at the be, Yeah, go
2: ahead. Well, I, I was just going to say. I mean, to, to, for in you know, in that circumstance, for him not to really show any emotion, he just kind of had that look on his face, and he and he executed. And I, I just thought, man, this guy, this guy's really good. Um, you know, he works with Mark Blackburn over in uh, over in Birmingham. Um, Mark's a phenomenal teacher. He actually teaches Wilson Fern out, um, who who played for us at Bama, um, and uh, and so I, I just I think the world of that guy. Um, so and I, I think
1: he's funny too.
2: Oh, <laughs> yo, his Twitter's the whole like. Why would you ever want to send your golf swing to that guy, right? I mean, <laughs> you know, he's funny. He's real witty. Um, you know, so I, I, I pull for him. Um, I like Tony Finau. Um, you know, there's so many guys to like out there because I think through social media in this day and age, you get to know them, mm-hmm. right? And, and there's, there's, there's some fan engagement and interaction. Um, and so there's just a ton of really good guys. So. Cool. Well, I, cool even think a lot with, of
0: them. I even think with the Netflix documentary, that's going to help even like the casual golf fans, you know, because you're going to have to see these dudes. Like we've never kind of really seen them in their regular life. I mean, you've seen your, yeah. your college guys, you know, in their yeah. regular life, but it's going to be pretty cool to see the, the professionals.
2: Yeah, yeah, I think so. I, I'm, I'm excited um, to see it. I, I, hope, I hope they really get more of the day-to-day, what are they doing on the week off? Are they practicing? Because, I mean, you, you hear stories about, like, guys, like when they take a week or two off. Like, like Justin doesn't really play West Coast. Um, I don't know why. I think he told Sewell he didn't like Poa Greens or whatever. Uh, but he kind of takes a little bit of that time off. Maybe he likes shutting it down in February. I don't know. Um, but what's his day-to-day like? You know, because, like, some guys say, oh, I don't really touch a club. Well, I'm going to say that's BS, right? You're, you're not that good. Right. I get taking a day off, but like you're, you're not going to take two or three days off and literally not touch a golf club unless it's like Christmas holidays or something like that. But mm-hmm. you know, what's it like in February when you take a week off or in April, um, the week after the masters and you know, you finish 20th and you're like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to take a week off and, and hang out with a fam. What is that week like? So, are you still working out that week? Are mm-hmm. you going and chipping and putting? Are you going to – like like with Max, like he won and he goes and plays in a freaking money game at <laughs> I was, I was, I was, XYZ <laughs> Golf Course. I, like, seriously, who does that? A guy that just loves the game of golf, I, you know. So, that's what I would like to see, if they could show guy that a home club and – them cutting up with their buddies and all right, I'm going to chip for two hours. I'm going to putt for a couple of hours and then I'm going to go shut it down. So I'm going to spend four hours and then I'm going to go spend time with the family in the afternoon.
1: This, this is why I really like Max home. I don't know if you guys saw this, but last weekend J- and Jason Bateman was playing in the at t pro-am and he tweeted out, <laughs> he, he goes, <laughs> me, he's talking to his caddy, me. And there's, he posted a picture. He goes, me, this is, this tournament is rad. Weather delays and all. So grateful to at t pro-am had us. And his caddy goes, I'd be grateful if you put a single drive in the fairway. Max Homa. <laughs> so, if you see the picture, Jason Bateman's all dressed up, warm. They're, like, sitting on – look like yeah. they're overlooking this cliff. And he's got a yeah. beanie on. And Max Homa responds, are you storing gloves and tees and balls on the top of your beanie?
2: That's where I love it. See, <laughs> that guy gets just witty. It, yeah. I mean, that's that's why I like you,
1: Mm-hmm.
2: he's great i'm making it up. he's real
0: oh drink it over there Bob?
2: oh dude i got it. so so one of my best friends um i teach him he's he great man I, we've been buddies for a long time he sent me or he brought it to me a bottle of willet um some family estate small batch here i'll put it on the wow, bang nice yeah Good so stuff. I, i just opened it sorry it's going to get a little weird for a second um i just opened it and i was like ah it's pretty good um so i'm a bourbon guy i I kind of stick to maker's mark for the most part but Uh um i'll venture out if, if somebody wants to give me a nice little cool present like that so shout out gabe on when you're my boy um so anyway um
1: well we do a segment every week so moonshine what are you drinking
0: got a little trace tonight fellas oh yeah yeah got got it on the little release in virginia we have trouble getting them getting some good bourbons here i mean you got the standards but uh right. now they're finally making it a little bit easier to get so so me and stats have been cashing in
1: a little bit what uh, you guys what, best. What your you, boy here have a little uh old granddad uh, old-fashioned
0: <laughs> gotta love granddad man
1: i read it, I, I was telling moonshine i read that uh, old granddad is apparently very similar to basil Hayden, which I also like. so I was like, well, I'll go a little cheaper and m- use it as a mixer. so
2: basil is really good. It's sneaky good.
1: yeah, I'll catch up with you. coach oh. I gotta get I gotta get you uh, I, I, we'll send you some stuff. so buddy might make some sauce up here. um give him a little plug, Georgie's little boss sauce. It's a uh, all-natural flavor, spicy pepper cilantro herbs, and onion. you can put it on you can put it on your steak. you can dip your fries in it um i've put it just about on anything it's got him every batch he makes himself it's all natural no preservatives i'll mm-hmm. have to get some and ship it to you like it is phenomenal what he does with it um i love it
2: you sounded like, like, like you just put in a serious commercial like yeah like I, oh just got man, I, I just got interrupted on a joe rogan podcast and then this <laughs> was brought to you by George's little <laughs> <laughs> i love it Atta boy. Um, Hey, so, um, so we were, you know, we were DM and, and um, so I went to, um, I went to TaylorMade to the kingdom. Um, I just switched over. I, I played, you know, Titleist forever. And, um, and uh, the rep, our TaylorMade rep, I've known him for a while and he's kind of been on me and, and, uh, and so I kind of made the switch and uh, they flew me. Um, so they have two kingdoms. They got one in Carlsbad and, and then one at Rills Plantation, um, south of Atlanta. And so we flew over to Atlanta. I met him, and uh, and we drove down. And I'm gonna tell you, y'all have got to go experience this thing. They it, it's open to the public. You can book them. Um, I think a full bag fitting is like 500 bucks. I mean, that's the kind of the charge, and then whatever you buy is what you buy. Um, but I will tell you, it was really impressive. The facility. Um, I had been to Reynolds Plantation multiple times because um, you know we played a college tournament there, but I'd never been to the Kingdom. And I will tell you, they have every shaft, every head. I mean, they built my drive. They have two tour vans that are there, like on site all the time. Like they're they dump the truck part and the the, the 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 tour like the trailers are both like fixed um, objects there. And I mean, they built my driver and my three wood on site right there, handing them to me. Uh, I had to order my irons. Um, They didn't have enough iron shafts. Um, But, uh, but man, it is unbelievable. The conditions are remarkable. So, where it is at Reynolds Plantation used to be Dave Pills' short game area. Oh, really? I guess from back in the day. And apparently he would stop there and work with Phil on the way to Augusta. I don't know how long ago this was, um, but they have the short game area, big putting green, nice range, and have everything you can think of. I don't know what you guys are playing equipment-wise, um, but if you're thinking about doing anything tailor-made-wise, I would go there. Um, y- y'all ought to make a trip, you go stay in a cottage, play some golf. They've got like seven courses there, and 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 book a fitting at the kingdom.
0: Yeah, I might do that for, for 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 uh, for my woods because like I've always been TaylorMade woods, so I'm hitting like an old M4 right now, and I love yeah it. like I, like I love I love TaylorMade man, I can't get away from their uh, their especially their woods. I, I got some Callaway Rogues for my irons, uh, yeah, Riesling, but they've been all right, but Ooh. but yeah, man, TaylorMade it's they make good clubs, man.
2: Yeah, I picked up I, I was you know I haven't played a TaylorMade driver in a long time, and. You know my ball speed with my with my Titleist. I I didn't even get into the TSRs. I hit it and I I, I just didn't I could not hit many fairways with it. And so I was still mm-hmm. playing the TSI and I picked up. I went from like one sixty five, one sixty six ball speed to like one seventy one, one seventy two. Wow. Um, so it was moving it out there. Um, what they hook you up with the new Stealth or what? What'd you get? Yeah. So I've got the Stealth two um, plus um, the nine degree. I've kind of I've kind of got a, a driver shaft I can't get away from the the Tensei White uh 65X um it's been in the last like three drivers and it was between that and another shaft and I think my dispersion was just was just better with it and I just kind of look mouse stick with what I know I uh, did change shafts my 3 wood um I have played did y'all remember the old Adela NV the green mm yeah it was a pretty popular shaft back in the day it, it's um it's uh it's a little soft butt so you feel it bend in the hand um pretty stiff tip uh, really good three wood shaft and so they've made different generations of it um but it's always kind of looked the same and felt the same and it's funny so he was like so you know what do you like about your three wood and i'm like well it's probably my favorite club in the bag hit off the tee off the ground it's good so you know i know it's going to go about 250 in the air um and so he's like, okay, well, you know, we'll, we'll try this, you know, this tensy blue. And I'm like, I'll try whatever you tell me. I was like, but when I get home, I'm going to retip this shaft <laughs> and put it in like, I'm, right I'm going <laughs> to put it in its fifth three wood. He said, Oh, hold on. I mean, you know, it, it's kind of the same kind of characteristic and, uh, and I'll be Daniel, man. It, it was, it was good. Uh, we actually had to throttle it back a little bit because it was going a little too far. Um, but uh but i will tell you the the new three wood with the whole i don't know if y'all seen it's got the slidable insert like it's you can slide the weight toward the face or you can back it up and it changes a the, the, little bit of the spin but more of like the launch you know it's unreal how how, how well it works i mean when you slide Thanks. that thing forward it is a bullet and then when you pull it all the way back it launches up like a five wood that's um, awesome yeah, it's it's pretty sick. Um, I think they hit a home run with both of them, but I, I've got three wood. I yeah, it's good. It's really good. So if you like changing trajectories, like if let's just say you're going to go to Bandon for the guys' trip, right? You're probably going to slide right. it a little more forward, a little bit more of a bullet. Um, but you know, if you go play a golf course and you know, like okay, well, you know, I'm gonna get these par fives and two. I probably need it coming in a little higher. You can just pull the, the weight back. Like you don't have to change the loft or change anything. That's awesome. You literally move the weight back and it does exactly what it says it's going to do. Hmm. That's sweet. So it's, yeah, it's pretty good.
1: Sounds like so, I'm ready to book a trip. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. right Yeah. Now. It's,
2: <laughs> it's good. Um, if, 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 if you know, I, I'll say this, I'll say, if you were going to take a guy's trip, um, Reynolds plantation, I mean, you've got like seven golf courses. Um, it's good. It's good stuff. So yeah. Then we just then we just drive
1: on over to the Annandale Golf Club and come see you. you. Look, yep. you
2: guys are always welcome <laughs> to come. Look, I'll take care of you. Look, we've got we've got five cottages. They're all privately owned. Um, but I know all the owners. Um, a couple of them um, are kind of lived in full time, and then um, a couple other ones are, you know, kind of vacation ish kind of homes and so um you know i'll put you guys up in uh in one of them where the bama boys and uh old miss was supposed to come last weekend uh but we've had so much rain uh i think we had like 10 or 11 inches in january and well, i think like the first day of february it rained like an inch and a half and so they were going to come they wanted to get to oxford and uh, i was going to pull them up there and and i called him on Friday and I'm like, man, it's a swamp. Right. I was like, I'd, if you're gonna come, like come later. Come like in March or April. Um, but yeah, look, I got a play hell, you can stay with me too, but I got a place to put you guys. Great food in Madison slash North Jackson area. Um, good golf courses. Um, obviously the Country of Jackson's great. You know, they have a you know host of Sanderson Farms, reunion, which is where I live, um, and it's right across the street from from our place is really good and then annandale i mean we had the tour event for 20 years for it left went to the country club um so but uh but yeah you guys are always welcome
0: yeah we we'll have to yeah. host the uh the old annual bourbon classic down there that's my buddy's trip it's a little uh a little rider cup style we, we'll do it man
2: yeah i'd <laughs> love to have you guys man so how Let's... are y'all how all right so how are y'all's games are they getting better what are we doing i mean you've you, You've gotten in and, and you've talked to a whole bunch of really cool people on the podcast, so are you guys getting better? I
0: am Moon, getting a little bit better. Moon's yeah, going, to getting better. Yeah, so like I'd say of like changing their game, I've got a lot better because Chris has always been kind of uh, a lower handicap guy than me, and, and he's been pretty consistent over the years. But I went from like a 14, 15 down to like bouncing around 9 and 10. So I've okay. definitely got a little bit better. Um, yeah, and
1: I was I was trending in the right direction, and then during the pandemic, I played a fair amount. But over the past two years, I really haven't. My summers get tied up with I work a camp, so that kind of takes a little bit of time. But I'm 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 kind of rededicated to getting out and taking a little more time for myself. Take a Friday or take a Monday and just right. go play a little bit. So I'm still bouncing around a between a nine and a ten. So, but I'd, yeah. I yeah I was trending in the right direction, and then kind of just a little bit and a little stagnant. The one thing about me is I could go out and play tomorrow and I trust my short game, and that kind of keeps me keeps me what's what's going. So, yeah. Um, so have
2: y'all gotten into uh to like any Mark Brody's stuff or Scott Fawcett's stuff?
1: No, I've heard I of some, some of Scott Fawcett's stuff, but I haven't gotten into it.
2: Yeah, like the decade and and just picking targets and fat side, fat side, and you know, never you, you know, double bogey should. I mean ultimately it should never happen. I mean, I get a bag off swing. Um, but a, you know, a bag off swing with, with the right club doesn't make double bogeys, right? Mm-hmm. Um and so yeah, I mean so I mean y'all are golf connoisseurs. Um I would I would highly suggest if you really want to cut some shots off, really just more of strategy than anything else. I mean, it's chipping a putt and you just can't three you can't three putt. Right. Yeah, Every right. time you three putt, you literally are giving somebody a shot. Right. Right. A, a bad seven iron. Who cares? As long as it doesn't go in the water or out of bounds, it doesn't really matter. Right. You're all right. Right. Yeah. Your, your, your next chip should just at least be on the green. So no double chips. Right. So we don't right. chip it and then chip it again. Right. right? And then you just don't three putt. Right. Right. So if you hit a bad shot, it really only costs you one shot relative to par. Right, so if you hit a bad shot, you chip it onto the green. You don't three putt. You made bogey, right? Right, and then you just kind of back into some birdies, right? So like on a par five, you hit a you hit a driver, you're kind of in, maybe in the fairway, barely in the rough. There's nothing up by the green. You blast your three wood or hybrid up there, and you just try to chip it up there. And and maybe you're not a very good chipper, but you happen to chip it to like five feet, and you make it, right? But mm-hmm. you played it to the fat side, you played it smart, you you went for the green because there was no trouble up there, right? We want to try to get it as far closest to the hole as we can because stats tell us that the closer we are, the the higher percentage we have to hit it closer, right? right. I would yeah, so I would say, you know, dive into some of Scott Foss's stuff and then kind of make a mark, a mental note, like okay, I'm a my index is like a nine point three. Mm-hmm. And then go, okay, the next like 10 rounds, I'm going to, you know, be diligent about my course management and I'm going to do what this thing tells me to do. I think you'll be surprised at how much your handicap or index will drop just by making good decisions.
0: I bet, cause like right, right after, got- right after we talked to Martin Chuck, he was telling us about like, dude, never get behind the hole, cause he's like, you're just wasting shots. He's like, unless you're a pro, you're not going to be able to recover most of the time. Get up and down so, from the car if you're if you're behind oh, the it hole over the green. Yeah, yeah. So he's yeah, like, he, he, he's yeah. like, if you're gonna miss, miss short. And I started yeah, put, I putting thing, that yeah. together a little bit, and and I noticed that that
2: shaved a few, cause there'll be a lot of yeah, that. So like, apply. if you'll, yeah. So if you think about like course architecture, right almost every green i mean there, there's exceptions i get that but the most greens are built back to front right so if you're standing in the middle of the green and you're looking you know to the back of the green it's always going to kind of be uphill from there right mm-hmm. and then if you turn around in the holes in the front you'll be putting downhill right right okay so if that pins in the back and you hit it over the green now you're chipping back downhill and it doesn't stop because the greens running away from you right? right but then if you hit it short you've at least chipping up a hill so you can kind of control right and so you're not chipping down the hill you're chipping more into the hill mm-hmm. and you can always stop a ball into the hill harder right. to stop one going downhill right right yeah and so that would be the theory that really nothing good comes from hitting it over a green mm-hmm. Right. right. Now, there are some exceptions. I get it. And, and me and Scott had gone round and round about like some theories of this is where you're supposed to hit it. And we would go play some of these college tournaments and they trick the golf courses up because they're tired of these guys shooting 15 under and busting their place up. And I'm like, I tell these members like, you know, that dude's going to be on the PGA Tour in, like two years, Right. right. And like he's only like the third rate amateur in the world. Like you're getting your feelings hurt because he just busted up your seventy one hundred yard golf course and he hit nothing more than a nine iron right. all day. <laughs> and they they just don't understand, right? And so they trick these things up so you'll have like the the, the club president or the greens committee chairman. Oh oh, get him the fourteen and put the pin over there or you know whatever. And it's like man, seriously, it's Mickey Mouse. But so we would go to some places and. And I would have these conversations with Scott, like, Scott, like, go on Google. Go pull up this hole, and then when you get there, tell me, because I'm going to explain to you how fast that putt is, and you can't stop it. So hitting it to the fat side is actually the worst thing you could possibly do because you it's a, the closest you can hit it is 10 feet. But if you miss it on the short side, you're chipping up a hill to that pin, and you can chip it in. Mm hmm. Right. So we would have these debates and, and he's like, yeah, she said, in theory, there are some spots you can hit it that are actually better than siding side. Men. But it's such a small percentage that if y'all went and played and you put you took the right club off the tee box, you will you you never sacrifice par to try to make a birdie. Mm
0: hmm.
2: Right. You'd be shocked. But the problem is, like, what I deal with on a, on a regular basis is these guys, you explain it and they buy in. They're like, I'm in. I'm in, coach. Like, I got it. And I'll go out and play with them. And I'm like, okay, what are you hitting here? Well, I'm going to hit driver. Okay, but the, the, the carry right there is 285. Yeah, but, I mean, I'm just going to play it over there. And I'm like, okay, well, you, you, you got seven yards of fairway. Like, can we just hit, like – The hybrid of the three wood right over here. And then, and and so we start going through it. And I'm like, well, you're, but you're really not disciplined. Mm -hmm. Like you say you want to do it. And then you get to like hole seven and you're two over, which is a good score for you. But you think because you just had this lesson, I'm out here on the golf course with you that, that you're immediately, you just cut six shots off your index. Right. Right. (laughs) But if you stay disciplined and you just understand that that the the law of averages, it will end up playing out in the long haul, right?
0: Right. What's What's yeah. your clue off the tee? Because like off the tee, that's my always been my struggle. I can hit the ball, you know, far enough off the tee, but it's just hitting fairways, man. I can't. I can't be consistent with it.
2: So, um, so I guess my question would be, where do you hit it on the face?
0: Uh, you know, I usually hit. Uh, Probably pretty low. Yeah, probably pretty low on the face, low middle on
2: the face. Are so you low like, middle, so it's probably launching low with a little bit of spin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you miss right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, with without seeing it, it's a little bit of a guess, right? So, I I would say, you know, club, club face is always king. Mm -hmm. Um, I can't remember who said that I, you know, as as instructors, we hijack all kinds of stuff. Um, Jeff Smith, whoever, um, you know, where your club face is pointed is where that ball is going to want to start. Right. So I would tell you, if you're missing, right, that club face at some point is too open. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: Right. And so low on the face. You're probably hitting up on it a little bit, right? Probably kind mm-hmm. of shallow, yeah. Right. So mm-hmm. you probably with an, let's say with an eight iron, you got a draw going, right?
0: Uh, usually, uh, cut a little bit, yeah. So you do, do cut it, iron. okay? Yeah. So,
2: so thin. So I'm just sitting there thinking maybe you're hanging back just a hair, you're probably trying to hit up on it a little bit, and the face is just open, mm-hmm. right? I mean, because right. if you were hitting down on it a bunch, you probably have more of a like a higher on the face, kind of pop up kind of feel. Right.
0: Yeah, that's not where we want to get. Yeah, I get that low, yeah. and then you get that pop out push cut. Yeah, you know.
2: Yeah. So you know, I would say club face. I would say you know that at somewhere in the golf swing, your left wrist. You are a right-handed player. Yeah. Yeah, your left wrist probably looks a little like this, mm-hmm. and needs to get a little more like this. Mm-hmm. Right. So just think about this with a, with the neutral grip is square. Right. Okay. That's a little at the top square on the way down square. All right. So for every degree you do, this is how much the club face is opening. All right. And so what I would tell you is at some point I would be willing to bet, whether it's at the top or even halfway down where it's hard to see on video, you're getting a little bit of extension in that lead wrist. And so mm-hmm. I would fight that with, that move right there that you see time and time and time again on the PJ tour. Right. I that's what I would tell you.
0: Mm, just flatten
2: it out a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just feel a little bit of bow. I mean, like mm. Jordan spieth right? He kind of gets there, yeah, and then you know, um DJ does it really early. Um, but I think a lot of that, you know, this trend of I can swing shallow and I can bow the left wrist if you're a right-handed player. Um, has to do with the golf ball. The golf ball's changed so much in the last 30 years mm-hmm. that, you know, as, you know, in this before my time, but I mean, as a junior, you know, when they would always kind of teach, you know, you won't toe up halfway back and then, and then you know, you start coming down, they won't toe up. Well, you want to toe up because you want that face a little more open to launch the ball. Right, because those old Belladas, so the softer the cover, the lower the launch, mm-hmm. the harder the cover, the higher the launch. That makes sense, yeah. So, those was... old those old Belladas that you would literally stole one ball and it's done like you couldn't even putt with it, it's <laughs> out around, right? All right, they were so soft, they wouldn't launch in the air. So, three dimensionally, how do you add loft onto a golf club? Well, you can open the face, or mm-hmm. you can just get in really early, you know extension of the lead wrist and add some loft, kind of scoop it a little bit right mm-hmm. but that didn't feel good you didn't, couldn't compress it so then you just keep the face open a little bit right and you swing way in the out, so you hit that big push draw and it worked but what happened is when that Pro V came around ball cover got a little firmer because they got the core right and then as you've seen this trend high launch low spin covers have gotten firmer and they needed to from the durability factor but the technology's gotten so good that the cover's gotten firmer and firmer and firmer so you don't need an open face to launch the ball in the air mm-hmm. right so that's why you're starting to see guys really start bowing that wrist and they start closing that club face down because they can compress it they can hit it farther Mm-hmm. And they don't need a bunch of loft on the golf club. They're using ball speed to launch that ball in the air. Right? Does that make yeah. sense? Yeah, that makes Absolutely. sense.
0: Because, because, yeah, I didn't really see that. You know, when I was little, you know, people doing the bow until like mm. you know, like, like the last ten years or so. Right?
2: Yeah, I mean, there were some guys that would that would kind of get into a bunch of flexion, but but not many. I mean, it was most cup, um, You know, like Freddy couples. I mean, really upright pivot in the right leg, kind of an open face. Um, but they needed to do that to get that ball in there. And, and the ball, all of instruction revolves around the equipment, mm-hmm. right? And so obviously driver heads are getting hotter and you've got carbon now and all that stuff, but that doesn't really affect the launch conditions, right? Shafts have gotten better, but they haven't really affected the launch condition. The golf ball has affected it all. Mm-hmm. And so that's what drives all of this stuff. This, we don't have to swing it steep with an open face, right? We can get really around us, like what you see with, like, Gankis and some of these guys, which I like. I mean, Genkis teaches a bunch of speed. I mean, Frankie Sappin went to him and came a bunch of speed. And so I saw it, and, and, it, and it, it makes sense to me. I, I don't know if I quote unquote would teach that much of a of a, of a shift, but you don't need the open, you know, the open face. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I have literally started club face, and then I'm like, okay, how are you delivering the golf club? And then, and then kind of work into the pivot. So face is everything. So when you go to the range, I would say like a, a good a good drill for you would be lay down like a target line right Mm -hmm. you know whether you're on the outside or inside of the golf ball but lay something down that gives you a reference point of like what straight is at a target right and then i don't know 10 feet in front of it take another alignment rod and put it dead in line with where you're hitting the golf ball Mm -hmm. all right and then go okay how do i make this ball start as close as i can to that stick Right. And then right. make it not curve because it's going to curve the opposite of the way you swing. Right. Right. So if it curves off to the left, it's because you swung out to the right. Right. So it curves opposite. Right. Mm-hmm. And so if you have a tendency to hit a ball that wants to push and then cut. Mm-hmm. Right. It's because your face is open to the path at which you swing it on. Right. Right. I'd be willing to bet you start getting work in the face, your ball flight is going to get really straight really quick. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Right. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That yeah. makes sense. Yeah. So I love it. Go yeah. Folks, <laughs> yeah. I, mean, well, I didn't know we were going to go here. I figured have a drink or two and talk some shit. Got to,
1: brother. Well, let's talk. Yeah. Let's talk. Let's talk food a little bit since it's Super Bowl week. What's on your menu for Sunday?
2: Oh, okay. So uh, you know, my boy, uh I don't know if you can you see me right now? No. Oh, uh, sorry. Okay, I was gonna pull up this recipe. So my boy Matt Pittman, um, I know y- y'all follow him a yeah. Bit, right? Yeah, he's awesome. I I saw it. Um he posted these little roll ups. Um oh,
1: the shotgun.
2: Does, yes. Did yeah. you see that? I yeah, couldn't pull up my phone because we're on this deal and I you know. I don't want you to lose this beautiful face and all, but, um, so but he posted the thing and I, and I, um, I, add, I think I texted it to myself. I've never done that before, but it was a link where you could like send it. Uh-huh. And so I just said, well, hell, I can save this. So I don't have to go back and look and I'll just text it to myself. So I saved that and I think I'm going to do that. Nice. It looked amazing. I, it, it, you know, it was like manic- some Italian sausage and some yeah. like ground and
1: burger. Manic- Manicotti shells, bacon, ground beef, Italian sausage, yes. shredded cheese, and honey hog. That's awesome. I mean, yeah, they look pretty damn. I did see <laughs> look, those. I, eat
2: that. <laughs> look, you put honey hog on anything, I'll eat it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like I literally will cook, I don't cook breakfast very often, but if I cook some bacon, I take a, yeah, I don't take much, but I take a little bit of honey hog and put it on the bacon in the skillet. Oh,
0: it's yeah. amazing. So good. It's amazing how much honey comes out in that spice. You know, it's crazy. Yes. Like, yeah, especially, like when, I did much. When, when I did the first pork butt with it, I was like, man, this is just insane. So mm. I did that and I added a little bit more heat because I feel like the honey hogs got doesn't have enough heat, but it has an awesome flavor. You know, it's just like you can't beat yeah. that honey.
1: So, so I do that with I do that with uh, voodoo. I put that yeah, always <laughs> like cooking eggs or bacon whatever. I always put a little voodoo down. Voodoo's so, good. I'm going to I'm going to do a pork butt. But then our boy uh, Jason Wilson meat therapy. I don't know if you follow yes. him. Yeah, so he, well,
2: I don't follow him, but I know exactly who he is. Yeah,
1: we he's got this recipe for you. Literally, take club crackers, get some thick cut bacon, and you cut it to match the size of the club cracker, mm-hmm. and then you take brown sugar, sprinkle it all over the bacon, and then take um, meat church the meat church Texas sugar. And drizzle that over top. I mean, sure, you could use honey hog. You could use Texas sugar. You could do anything and put it on top. And then you just bake it for three fifty for thirty minutes. And you got a little, little sweet, little bacon on a club cracker
2: appetizer. That's sweet. Oh, so have y'all have y'all gotten into the
1: uh, the Texas sugar? I haven't. I need to get uh, some. This is a good uh, stuff.
2: Oh, uh, it's <laughs> it's. I mean, I've been on this stuff for I don't know seven years now. It's his best season. Is
0: it really? It's so good. I've heard.
2: It, it, it's so good. I mean, like, honey hog has always been my favorite. And then holy cow. Yeah, holy cow um, is awesome. Voodoo's good. Like, I do voodoo, like, on vegetables. Um, so, like, if I do, like, baked beans, like, if I'm going to do – so, if I'm going to do, like, some pulled pork, I'll smoke the butt, and then I'll get some baked beans going with, um, you know, diced bell pepper, diced onion, um, jalapeno, I'll dice it all up. But then, you know, it's it's real firm, right? So you've got to kind of render it down a little bit. I don't know the terminology, but I put it in a you know like a saucepan with a little bit of olive oil. And you just want to, you know, kind of soften them up before you put them in the beans. Mm-hmm. I sprinkle voodoo on those. And with that vegetable oil, you know, I mean, you're literally cooking them for like three minutes. You're just kind of soften them up. And I put those in the baked beans, and then I take some of the pulled pork—not much, but I'll pull some pulled pork and put it in the beans. Oh yeah, that's good. I'm stuff. all in. I'm <laughs> gonna have to, <laughs> oh, oh, I'm gonna have in, to add that to the menu this yeah. weekend. Yeah, was... So it's funny. So like one of the last times I talked to Matt on the phone, it's been a while. I mean, he's big time now. I mean, he's freaking hanging out with Dallas Cowboys, and he was like at Jason Aldean's farm or something. Uh, I, it what may not have been Jason Aldean, but some really famous country music singer and he's like cooking for him and he's sending me text messages and I'm like, you're so big time. I can't <laughs> believe you haven't changed your number and lost my contact. Right. Um but uh but so I told him I was like dude this is what I do my, this is my recipe for my beans. And I think I impressed him. So I think I was on to something. Um I'd so say. Anyway, but uh but yeah Texas sugar is really good. I think it's a it's a perfect blend between Honey Hog. If, if Honey Hog and Voodoo with a cousin of Holy Cow had a baby.
0: Wow. Ooh. Yeah, that'd
1: be awesome.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. I, lo- local, I love Holy board. Cow, too, because I do have Holy Cow on my beef, you know, my burgers and, to, and that kind I of stuff. I need to order too.
1: some but we have a local store. I went in about two months ago and I, they have, they carry the meat church. I was like, you guys don't have the Texas sugar. And he goes, what's that? I was like, that's meat church, new." I was like, you guys got to get the Texas sugar. And so I'm going to roll down there tomorrow and hopefully get, get a couple of cans of that and bring it home.
2: Yeah. So y'all don't have an Academy up there.
1: We don't have Academy. Uh-huh. They, there's some other places. Um, like, uh, they're true. that some of the true values carry some of the meat. Yeah, church yeah, stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. there's a couple, there's one in Fairfax near where we are and in a couple other smaller places. So but uh yeah T-
2: texas sugar is great like the thing i like about it is you can put it on anything uh you put it on chicken uh you i mean you can put it on i i can't wait to do i want to do beef ribs so we've got this awesome place God, y'all got to come down here so there's a little small town that's like five minutes seven minutes away called flora and mm-hmm. it's like a really old farm town community it's very small i mean it's probably population 2000 um and they have this really cool old like downtown like strip, and you got to cross railroad tracks, and then it's and so anyway, so there's this butcher shop there, and I think their their farm is is somewhere in Louisiana, probably you know kind of north uh, east Louisiana, but they have their own Kobe beef cows, so they slaughter their own wagon that's crazy they do you walk in they got wagyu t- i mean there's all they make all their stuff wagyu tamales mm. any wagyu steak you want and it's all from their farm that's not so they process their own beef pile no i way. did i did some competition short ribs beef short ribs wagyu your tongue would have been beating your brains out. It was so good. <laughs> I mean, it was, it was, it was unbelievable. And so I, I, obviously Texas sugar wasn't out then, but I, that's what I want to do. The next time I cook, I want to do Wagyu short ribs with Texas sugar.
1: Let's go. Yeah. I have to do that. Yeah. I'm sitting yeah, here looking, I'm looking where, I'm looking where, where Anandale golf club is. And my buddy's got to make a trip back to Houston. I might have to hop in his trunk and, uh, I tell them to drop me off for a weekend.
2: Yeah. Come on, man. You stay with me. Yeah, you gotta it. get up early now. We're we're up and rolling. We start we start giving lessons at about 530 in the morning. So let's you come hang out, out with me. We'll go to the teacher center and, and hang out.
1: Moonshine, let's go. Good. We cancel, gotta get there. After that man. master's trip. <laughs> <laughs> maybe a, maybe friends.
0: after the master's trip. Yeah. Well, dude, it's been a hell of a time, man. Thank you for coming Yeah, back on. Appreciate it. it. You're a staple of the show, brother. You know?
2: Look, I'm just—I'm a spot filler. Is all I am, man. Look, y'all I mean, have had so many big time guys on. Um, I guess this is my third appearance in this. Yeah, you're yeah, the
1: first three timer. Yeah, the first three timer. Oh, we're, we're gonna have to get you like a smoking jacket, like they do on Saturday Night Live. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Exactly. yes,
2: I'm winning. <laughs> no, y'all are awesome, man. Like I, I follow, I try to watch as many of them as I can, and you know, life happens, and and my, yeah, my daughter's gotten into basketball and. And uh, so she's in a league, and and so you know life happens. But I try to keep up with you guys and follow and and uh, and and so I, I I run the the Annandale, I guess social media account. I saw y'all followed. I'll follow back. I, I meant to I meant earlier, and I got a phone call, but um, but yeah, I just I'm I'm thankful that y'all would want to have me on and and uh, and chop it up a little bit. So yeah, man, we appreciate it. Coach. We appreciate it, bud. Absolutely. Look, when we hang up email me sizes and addresses and i will take care of you guys <laughs> yeah because uh right. old,
0: old track man was like man i got a johnny cough coach yeah where is he
1: <laughs> well like you just said life happens life happens right okay he's got two little ones and a couple yeah. dogs and he's, yeah. he's a busy man yeah he's trying to make I that got- five million a year
2: <laughs> well look when he figures it out man y'all let me know <laughs> <laughs> so anyway well look if i could ever do anything for you guys please let me know like i said send me send me sizes and uh and uh mailing addresses and i'm gonna send you guys with some, some swag appreciate <laughs> it brother yeah all right see you guys all right see buddy you. it's always good seeing
0: right. see you bro all
2: right yeah hey, uh have fun at the masters pal all
0: right bud we will do
2: man all right see, all see right, you all right guys bu- bye